Hello and welcome to the Luscious Living Podcast. I'm your host, Celine Vilgen, holistic nutrition consultant and the founder of Luscious Living, where personal growth meets wellness. Ladies, we've heard that PMS is a feminine curse, and it's time to bust that myth. Did you know that your period is actually a sacred and beautiful time for you? It doesn't feel like that when you have symptoms of cramps, bloating, nausea, headaches, and more. And I'm here to tell you it does not have to be that way. Did you know that you can use nutrition to ease those symptoms? Did you know that you have four different phases of your menstrual cycle? Yes, you can learn to optimize each of these phases and really understand your body and understand why you're more motivated in some times of the month and more excited to work out or more wanting to stay in or you are just more intuitive in certain phases as well. Learn to understand your body, love yourself even more. This is all talked about in my best-selling book, The Painless Period Guide. Grab a copy for you and a friend. The link to purchase is in the description. So as of recording this, it is December and the time of year when many of us think about resolutions. Or maybe you stopped setting them a long time ago, or you loosely have an idea, or perhaps you are like me and really plan out the year and all the different areas of life and the intentions that you'd like to set. Either way, what is the best way to actually get to where you want to go? It is a natural and beautiful and necessary human desire to want more in life. And first and foremost, I want you to clear any sort of notion of guilt or shame around wanting more from life. We are either growing or either dying, as Bob Proctor, my former mentor, always said. And this is true. Tony Robbins also says that progress equals happiness. And I fully agree. It is the times that we're not doing anything, we're not progressing, that we're the most unhappiest. So... We're going to talk about why resolutions suck. Seriously, I'm going to list you some stats of of their failure rate and what to do instead and practical shifts and tips, ones that really go from the inside out, okay? So let's talk about some stats. Of those who make a New Year's resolution, after one week, 75% of people are still successful in keeping it. Awesome. After two weeks, that number drops to 71%. After a month, the number drops again to 64%. Then after six months, 46% of people who make a resolution are still successful in keeping it. In comparison, of those people who have similar goals but did not set a resolution or only 4% are still successful after six months. For those of you who are regular gym goers or maybe you worked at the gym or work at the gym, you will notice that the start of January is insanely busy, for example. And I, you know, the first time I started going to the gym, I was like, oh my God, the gym is going to be so busy now. And then what do you know, after a month, it petered off. And I'm telling you, this happened every single year. So a little bit further, 
overall success failure rate. So according to a 2016 study, the 40, and this is Americans, okay, I'm recording here in Canada, but we're obviously very similar. Of the 41% of Americans who make New Year's resolutions, by the end of the year, only 9% feel that they are successful in keeping them. And an earlier study in 2007 showed that 12% of people who set resolutions are successful even through, even though 52% of the participants were confident of success in the beginning, right? So of course, we all get really gung-ho and excited about it, but of course, the commitment is what counts. So why do these resolutions not work, okay? So in a 2014 study, People, 35% of participants who failed at their New Year's resolutions said they had unrealistic goals. 33% of participants who failed didn't keep track of their progress. 23% of them forgot about their resolutions. And at about 1 in 10 people who failed said they also made too many resolutions. I mean, that makes complete sense and does not set anyone else for a success. So here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to actually address the reasons for failure, but also the missing pieces of actually how goal setting happens. And this is the process that I have learned myself through mentors. I have applied it, achieved the results, and then have had other people also achieve the results that they were looking for. So here are some of the missing pieces that I have identified. The why the vision, the identity shift, the daily habits, the right environment, repetition, and accountability. So if you just have a brilliant idea and a desire to be healthier or to save more money, which is what most of those resolutions are, well, that's awesome, but it takes more than just thinking about it and wanting it. It's everything else with it, okay? So let's get first and foremost clear on the why. Why do you want to get healthier or eat healthier or release weight or save money? Why? Now, I want you to really take out a pen and paper and listen to this episode again if you're driving. Why do you want to release weight? Okay, so then you might say, well, I want to be more confident. I want to keep up with my friends. Okay, why? Ask yourself this seven times until it becomes annoying and to the point where you get emotional about why on earth you are here on this planet, what you're here to do, what your life is about. And until you reach that level, you're going to be sideswept and probably give up, to be honest, because life gets weird and hard. And why would weight loss be important if something, if you lost your job and you're like, okay, I'm not going to go for my go to the gyms anymore, right? So start to get very clear on why. Ask yourself seven times, seven layers deep. And the truth is you're not going to be motivated every day. I am mostly, I want to say I'm mostly motivated, but there's a lot of days where I don't want to do anything. I don't want to work. I just want to chill all day. So you're not going to be motivated, especially when life gets hard because it will peaks and valleys, okay? And so come back to this, which leads us to the vision. This is even bigger, more expansive, and to really, who are you becoming? What is your life actually about? How do you want to feel on a daily basis? Who are the people in your life? What time do you get up? How often do you exercise? What kinds of clothing do you wear? 
What are the self-care rituals that you have? Every time I have a long-term one-on-one client, we always get to this or any sort of program I've ever offered. It is vital. And to be honest, most people don't do it. Most people don't do this. And it is everything. Or you might do it and it's half-assed or you tuck it away in your shelf. And again, I I only speak from experience. Um, But when you have this at the forefront of your mind, the vision, then you make choices based on that vision, right? Then you don't get sideswept because most people are going like ships without a rudder in life. They say they want to be happy. They say they want to be healthy. Don't really have clear definitions of that. Don't have a clear identity. Don't have a clear vision. They don't see it often enough. And again, this is, goes back to the third reason why people address, uh, people don't get there to their goals is because they forget, right? So the second step of the vision process is to map out your goals visually as well. So get the vision board out, okay? You can do this on canva.com. You can do the old-fashioned with the magazines. Whatever works, just do it. Put it and get it in. And if you do get it printed out, which is what I've done, get it big, get it on high resolution, put it where you can see it every single day. Then I also want you to track your goals, right? This is another big thing is that number three, or number two rather, people didn't keep track of the progress. So how do you even know you're getting better? How do you even know? And so I want you to download the free habit tracker that I have in the description where you can actually print it out, write down a habit, start one at a time because number four, remember, was too many resolutions and you just start with one habit at a time. Then you build momentum, you build confidence and you add another another habit, okay? And so we're gonna be breaking that down in the habit section, but the next one is identity. This is really, really talked about in James Clear's work. Um, Atomic Habits is his latest book as of recording this, and it really goes into the identity, okay? So let's say, say again, you want to work on your health and fitness. Well, what kind of person is fit? What kinds of actions do they do? What kind of thoughts do they think? Okay, so what is the identity? I am the kind of person who, you know, who does this or doesn't eat like this or does do this. And I actually want you to have this as an exercise. Write out 10 things, 10 statements of, I am the kind of person who blank. I am the kind of person who blank. I'm the kind of person who, like, you get the point. (laughs) Okay, so start to form the identity. This is absolutely key. This is just the same thing as someone who is a runner. You have the identity of a runner. Well, then what does a runner do? How do they eat? If you have the identity of someone who is prosperous, what kinds of thoughts do you think? Where do you go to shop? Where do you not go to shop? How do you not spend your money? What kind of relationship do you have with your money? Okay, so again, do that exercise for it. Now, this one is extremely important. This is everything, and this is your habits. So again, if you were to get healthier, what kinds of habits would you need to have on a daily basis? Is that drinking water instead of pop? Is it going for a 10-minute walk every day? Is it rising before the sun? Is it eating more vegetables? Or for your finances, tracking your finances, paying yourself first, then paying yourself 20%, reading books on finances, talking to mentors on finances. 
And the thing is, start slowly, okay? So this, these, this point here takes out the unrealistic side of things, which again was number one of why people fail, and also too many resolutions or keeping track of progress, right? So if you have, you're like, okay, I'm going to get healthy, so I'm going to do this exercise program, you don't even work out in the first place, and then all of a sudden you start to pile on this, and then the vegetables, and then the waking up, and then the books, and all of that, well, guess what? It's going to get too much, too much, too soon, too fast. And even on my journey, we're growing up, I didn't exercise. I hated exercise. I hated sports, all of it. And when I really was in a place where I felt very stuck with my body and my weight, I started to go for a five-minute walk every day. That was it. Five-minute walk. And that five-minute walk, once that was consistent, I also didn't add anything else. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do Pilates and I'm going to do whatever. It was one habit. And that one habit has led me to doing martial arts, to running in the minuses, the minus 30 the other day, right? So you have to just start with one. You build the habit, the identity of this person, okay? And when you build the habit, then you end up reaching the goal. Next is the environment. Does your environment support your success? Are the Instagram accounts that you're following, are they all about being broke and laughing at that? Are they all about shitty relationships and making fun of that? Are you listening to the news that makes you feel like shit every time? Do your friends, you know, are they supportive? Are they always talking about being broke? Are the places that you hang out really not supportive of wealth and healthy habits, right? So these are all things that you can change, right? You might not be able to change many things, but these things you can. And so start to look at that, your external environment. Does it support success? And same with the internal environment that you have. So you must saturate yourself with, with successful minds and you will begin to think like them. The other morning, I, um, I was just really not having, not having it because I was up early, did not feel like being up early. And I'm like, I'm taking time off. I should be sleeping. <laughs> and then Jocko Willenick's voice came in my head and it was embrace the suck. Or Jim Rohn, don't wish things were easier, wish you were better when there are failures, right? So when you saturate yourself with this, you begin to think like it. I remember years ago, I was listening to... Um, an audio and my mom came downstairs and I, I was living with her at the time and she's like it sounds like you're being brainwashed and of course it was all this positive content and I said yeah I'm washing my brain it's been negative my whole life <laughs> right so you have to I'm telling you saturate soak up this success mindset because so often we've been programmed for scarcity and negativity Okay, or just our brains have to have been developed in such a way that it's constantly looking for threats. But if you want to be successful and reach your goals, you have to be opportunity minded, abundant minded. Okay, so that saturation leads us to the other key, which is repetition. You must see your goals every day. Write them down, read them, see them. This could be in the vision board. I truly recommend writing them down. Having a document where you have affirmations. This is what I personally do. 
People ask me constantly, how do you stay so motivated? I, again, lots of times I am, but a lot of time I'm not, and I'm focused on the vision. And this is what you must do as well. This is the only way, because again, we're going to be sidetracked from other people's priorities and doubts and worries of our own, right? And and same thing, if you go to the gym once, if you read a book once, great, that was, that was yesterday, that was today. But it's just like breathing, you have to do it over and over and over again, or bathing, you have to do it over and over again. And so once you go to the gym those times that you don't want to, or that you're not motivated, or you want to eat um, McDonald's and or your pop and you choose to have a salmon and whatever else with it, right? It's that repetition every day. You get, and then you, the days that you're going to fall off. Oh my gosh. I would be completely lying to you if I didn't have, if I told you I didn't have days where I fell off. You know, of course I do. Of course there's those moments of doubt and fear and worry But you just have to get back on the horse and you have to do it faster and faster and faster. That's it. You can't afford to be a week in with a shitty mood or eating terrible foods for you. Like you have things to do, right? So so get back on the horse faster and faster and faster. And that really addresses, again, the piece of being forgetting about your goals, right? And lastly... This is so important. The studies also show it. I've seen it in my own life as well. But the American Society of Training and Development did a study on accountability and found that you have a 65% chance of completing a goal if you commit to someone. And if you have a specific accountability point with a person that you've committed, it will increase your chance of success up to 95%. This is why when we work with someone, whether it's a coach, a nutritionist, a therapist, a personal trainer, you actually are more likely to get the result that you're looking for. Okay? So put your money where your mouth is. Truly. I have invested over and over and over again in ways that made me very uncomfortable, I will tell you that, uh, into accountability right? And it always works when you work everything else on here. So let's recap. The four reasons that the studies show why people fail with their resolutions is one, because they're unrealistic. Two, because they didn't keep track of progress. Three, they forgot about their goals. And four, they had too many resolutions. So what I encourage you to do instead, again, is get to the deepest, deepest layer of why. Why save more money? Why make more money? Why be in a relationship? Why leave a relationship? Why be in the best shape of your life? Okay? And get clear on the vision of who you're becoming. What would you need to do and feel and, and think to get to that point? And I encourage you to download the Habit Tracker right this moment, get it on your computer, print it out, and add one habit onto it. Get clear on the identity. Write this out. Don't just think about it. Okay? Make the vision board. Get to the exercise that we talked about. Break everything down into daily habits. Everything down. You could have daily habits, weekly habits, monthly habits, yearly habits. Okay, quarterly habits in between there as well. And start with one habit at a time and get consistent, which builds confidence, which builds momentum, which builds success. 
Lastly, you want your environment to support your success. Control what you can control, okay? Maybe unsubscribe, unfollow, hire, fire, okay? Find new places to go. Same with your internal environment. Find mentors, saturate your mind with these other successful minds and you will begin to think like they do. And when you think like successful people, you will act like successful people and you will have those results. And of course, repeat, repeat, rinse and repeat. You must see your goals every day. You must do the same actions every day. And that that's when it gets boring, right? It gets freaking boring to do the same thing consistently over time. And obviously there's ways you can make this into more fun. And, and uh, man, I encourage you to make it fun and joyful and pleasurable because otherwise, oh, that's just dry, <laughs> right? So get, but I'm talking about, you know, whether it's your walks or your runs or going to the gym or eating well, repeat. And that's why you must repeat their goal seeing and repeat the habits, repeat the identity, okay? And again, get accountable, hire someone to do it. Maybe you get into a mastermind, maybe you do an online program. I mean, really get accountable. Maybe you post something online, maybe you get your family involved, you know what to do. So I encourage you to listen to this episode a few times and write down three simple and immediate action steps you will take in this next week. Be sure to screenshot this episode and tag me at underscore luscious living underscore for accountability. Okay. So thanks so much for watching. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to give it a five star rating and share it with a friend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please give the show a five-star review if you feel like you learned something new today. All of the mentioned links will be in the show notes. And also, are we connected on Instagram? Find me over at underscore luscious living underscore and come say hi. See you next episode.